0: At least $60 billion a year.
1: Hello and welcome to the Drinking Get a Cups podcast. I am your host, Raven. I'm here greeted by a couple other people.
2: Hakim the Science Guy. <laughs> I like that. That bump a dump instead of the ha 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 Stop, guys. Ryan, you know what's who up? it is. You know what the fuck going on. Some <laughs> <Hey, what's up laughs> people might not. A third <laughs> you know, this might be the first episode, dude. I don't even know what the fuck is going on, dude. I don't think these people know what's going on. Honestly, if you know what's going on, that's what's up, dude. You know, Marvin Gaye didn't even know what was going on. He had an album called "What's Going On." Damn, <laughs> what an idiot. Nah, shout out Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye rules, dude. That album you look is tired, fucking are you good? great. Are you good today, Ryan? You look a little tired. I'm fucking exhausted, dude. I had a long day of setting up, dude. I fucking slept for like three hours last night, dude.
1: I'm a fucking tired boy, dude. Yikes. You know what? You know what would boost up your mood a little bit? Is if you go over to our Patreon right now and check out. We have an interview over there, dude. It's an interview with a guy named Gabriel Lowell. It's really cool, dude. It's harm reduction. It's all kinds of good info for uh, someone who may be dabbling in things, how to maintain your safety, maintain your health. Uh, if, if I were tired like you, I would definitely want to go check that out. And uh, Ryan, guess what? It's also only $3 a month. Whoa.
2: Oh, wait, wait, actually, I thought, no. You said that no, this interview was free. free, dude. What? What, what the You're fuck? telling me it's free? Dude, you said it was
1: free, dude. It's free, dude. I lied to you just now when I said it's $3 a month. It's free over on our Patreon. Unless you're listening to this in like a couple months, then it's $3 a month. But for right now, if you're listening to this right now, it's free over on our Patreon. You can go check that out.
3: Well, you do realize if someone's listening to this right now, they're always going to be listening to this right now. Or in a couple months. But that's still
2: right now for them. Yeah, dude. When you say that.
1: Just like the gorilla said, (laughs) tomorrow comes today, fella. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Dude, I just spun that the other day, dude. That's a great record.
1: It's like the best. dude. Um, Yeah, no, I just wanted to mention that for anybody interested. uh, Yeah, that's free on our Patreon right now. Go check that out. It will say become a patron, but you can just click it and it will play. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think it's done February 13th.
1: Yeah. It's subject to extension, but yeah. Dope. Who knows? Free for now. So go check it out. And also, um, yeah, guess what, guys? I had a vasectomy. Oh yeah, how are
2: your balls feeling, dude? Pretty bad. (laughs) Still,
1: still bad, dude. Damn, dude! I swear, it gets worse every day. Really? Yeah. Welcome back from the technical difficulties. Uh, uh, The the podcast gods heard me talking about my balls. They said, "Moving on, Buster." So that's what we're gonna do. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: was their uh,
3: their reaction was my cough.
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's funny. We got a bunch of they got new equipment and I got new equipment and we're already having issues after i tested all of my shit for hours the other day hours and
1: yeah in in all of the iterations of our podcasting equipment we're at peak performance right now you just got a crazy good laptop and it's not working so that's sick
2: i mean it is working it's just fucking it's uh, kicking out of recording so it's yeah. not working <laughs> well i know it's just i need to like figure out like w- certain settings that are like tripping it up or like what's happening to make it fucking trip up and stuff yeah. Um, but I don't have time to do that right now, so we're using a
1: workaround. Let's keep rolling. Yeah, so anyway, today we are talking about selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, aka SSRIs. And just a disclaimer right up front, in no way in this episode are we ta- uh Is this episode to be taken as any sort of medical advice? And in no way are we trying to scrutinize people's mental health recovery or anything like that. We are just focusing on the drugs themselves and not the individuals taking them. We are very well aware that not all medications have the same effect with every person. So I don't want this episode to feel at all targeted towards anybody or like we're talking down on anyone. We are simply talking about the chemicals. So. With that being said, SSRIs are medications prescribed to people with uh, some of the more common prescription drugs being Zoloft, Lexapro, Prozac, and Paxil. Those are some of the more prescribed ones. Uh, with all these medications being made from different drugs, they are not all going to have the same effects when ingested. So what is true for one SSRI medication might not always be the case with another SSRI, though the main effects of these drugs are... Are all the same and is in that that they all increase the extracellular level of serotonin by limiting its reuptake into the presynaptic cell. So in other words, SSRIs are like little brain beavers conveniently building dams to help with what is commonly believed to be a chemical imbalance in the brain. <laughs>
3: That's so funny to think of little uh, little brain beavers with big ass teeth. <laughs>
1: what what are they building the dams out of?
3: Just old dead brain tissue.
1: Is that actually? I don't know. No, I mean no, no, you mean no.
3: the actual like synapse being formed.
1: Well, no, no, no. Because SSRIs, they well, we could talk about it obviously oh, more SSRIs later. SSRIs
3: themselves. No, yeah,
1: the, the SSRIs are like the beavers building yes. the dams.
3: Well, the SSRIs are the dam. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Damn, dude! It's
1: just—it's it, just funny to think about him like little beavers. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, let's let's stockpile some serotonin here for a while. Not let's not let it get downstream for a bit. Well,
3: it kind of reminds me of uh, Ricky Gervais's AIDS joke that I just heard in his new Super Nature special, which I'm not going to go into it. You go
2: watch it for yourself. <laughs> <because> <laughs> it's <a> controversial, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but it's a very funny joke. Hell yeah, dude! Ricky Gervais is so funny, dude. His speech at the Golden Globes is fucking was unmatched, dude. You're just calling everybody out for fucking being pedophiles and shit and like all sorts of shit. And like literally people in the crowd just not happy at all. And he's just like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like I know you're out there. Like, he's like, I, I, I know you hear me right now. And like, you know, it's like, and then it like zooms at the crowd and people just frowning. They're just Whoa. so upset. That's.
1: That's a, not a good response no, to someone not calling at all. you a pedophile. Yeah.
2: yeah, dude, not at all, dude. It <laughs> was kind of fucking was... crazy.
1: Yeah, if you're getting defensive over that. Well, I mean, I guess if you're constantly being called a pedophile, elite, Hollywood, like, <laughs> you might be a little defensive about that. But unless it's true, then it, they would have that response also.
3: Well, and it's possible some people just thought he was just talking out of his ass
1: being a drunk drunk asshole. True. Yeah, true. Just kind of like rolling their Go eyes back broke. to the office. <laughs> <laughs> The I fucking- nev- I I saw every episode of The Office before I knew Ricky Gervais made it. Wait. He made the original one. He made the oh, original yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I never actually watched the uh the the it's UK version of yeah, I don't. Know. I've heard it's I've heard some people say it's funny but it's unmatched to the US version cuz
1: I just can't always understand what people from the UK are saying.
2: Dude, I know, dude. All I hear is all I hear is them saying how they fucking are drinking tea and eating beans and it's like, dude, I don't care, dude. Eat your beans, fucking drink your tea. Fucking positive Whoa. shout out 1776, dude. Little cunt, oh no little okay let's move on dude so, I, made a, SS- I made a funny joke at work today cause somebody was just like talking <laughs> no. about like how like the Brits get all upset like when uh Americans come to like record at Abbey Road and stuff and they're like all, these, all you fucking Americans and I was like yo they're just mad about 1776
1: dude <laughs> yeah they probably are
2: yeah uh anyway so fucking yeah yeah dude yeah dude Brits <laughs> are just fucking upset dude they're just they're just mad that we fucking threw all their tea in the ocean dude
1: I mean, I would be too. I ran out of tea last night and I damn near threw a fit. Yeah. Uh, probably stop being a pussy and drink coffee. <laughs> I drank coffee. it myself. Stop being a pussy I,
2: and drink coffee like a man, I, dude.
1: I drink caffeine until uh, I wake up at like seven, drink caffeine until about seven or 10, and then drink sleepy time tea to go to bed. So, <laughs>
2: you know, have you, have you ever man, tried? Needs his tea. Have you ever tried being a man and going to sleep like that, dude?
1: What do you mean? I'm European. Be a man. <laughs>
2: whoa 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 wait what are you peeing on
1: i'm a peeing in your mouth anyway so SSRIs (laughs) are the frontline defense for things like depression in most countries while that is not the only thing that they are prescribed to treat other common uses of these medications are things like generalized anxiety ocd panic disorder eating disorders ptsd premature ejaculation and even stroke recovery With that being said, SSRIs also have a whole host of potentially unwanted side effects with things like decreased libido, with uh, potential anorgasmia, which means the inability to reach orgasm, suicidal urges, serotonin syndrome, bruxism, which we talked about in a previous episode, which is teeth grinding and things like that, gurning, some might call it. Uh, Glaucoma, didn't know that. That's, that's scary. That's one of the most under so from what I was researching that is one of the most underdiagnosed things with SSRIs is that they could give you mild glaucoma. Hmm. Yeah.
3: I mean that's kind of interesting cuz if you live in a, uh, a state that has medical marijuana only you could always uh, start your SSRI prescription, give yourself glaucoma and then get yourself a medical card.
1: True, yeah. Ooh, could. true. That's but cr- careful yeah, that's getting point. off the SSRIs. Yeah, yeah. true.
2: Uh, when you say glaucoma, is that like when you're like in Chicago and like you can't stop shooting people with your Glock?
1: And putting them in comas? Yeah. So and a couple other <laughs> things that could happen are emotional blunting and uh, yeah, there's actually a lot more adverse side effects that uh, just really vary person to person and even other... Medications. Oh,
2: sorry. I've, I've got emotional bluntness right now.
1: <laughs> From
2: your. Oh, uh, 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 sorry, guys. Uh. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny because it you've, never, it, you've never seen an emo kid smoke a blunt. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. I've never seen an emo <laughs> kid smoke a blunt. That's a really good point, dude.
1: I definitely have. That's what? sus, dude. No, I used to hang out with emo kids, dude. Smoking blunt. Really? Like, seen kids? Yeah, definitely. Damn. all right i guess i guess we're wrong dude
2: emotional bluntness
3: is a thing (laughs) okay now that we said kids and blunts in the same like um sentence i I have to say that i went to the the market the other day or no it was today um and these kids they were looking at me like kept smiling at me when i was walking up and i was like what the hell's going on and uh i knew they were going to ask something well i go to walk in the door and the kid goes hey man Can you give me some Swishers?
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. I
1: was like, nah, dude, sorry. It's so funny to think back when we were kids asking people to get us stuff. We would be so upset when they would tell us no. But usually it was like our homies that were older or like a parent. I never did that.
2: I never hung outside of a store and just asked random people. Yeah, same, dude. I I know friends who have done that, but I've never done that myself.
1: And I've seen people do it, and it works. I've never yeah. done it because it's like, what the hell is there's the risk reward? What they're not even giving you a tip, maybe five bucks, but you get a ticket that's worth way more than five bucks if you get caught. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck that, that, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> an official drinking out of cup stance. Don't buy underage people uh, <laughs> alcohol or blunt wraps. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, as I said, there are a lot of adverse effects that can happen, uh, person to person, but they also have a lot to do with other mental disorders and even other medications that the person might be taking. And as I said in the beginning, none of this is medical advice and it should not be taken as that at all. Uh, so... There are a high number of potential risks for someone prescribed SSRIs, leading them to often have their efficacy called into frame, especially when being prescribed to a child or a young person. Many believe that the risks don't outweigh the rewards, just like buying a minor alcohol, especially when it comes to things like depression, and it is still... uh, depression is so interesting because it's the most common mental disorder in the world. While it's still not fully understood, uh, it is accepted by many that depression is possibly caused by chemical imbalance within the brain, leading people to want to take SSRIs. Um, but who knows, uh, I guess Micah will talk a little bit about it later, how that could potentially be true. Potentially not. Mm -hmm. There are many scientists who don't believe that that is the case at all, that it is caused by, uh, Chemical imbalance within your brain and SSRIs help with that. In fact, a study examining the publication of results from FDA-evaluated antidepressants found that in 185 analyses, 79% of the authors had been affiliated in some way with the pharmaceutical companies and either neglected to or were resistant to point out any negative aspects of SSRIs.
3: Hmm. Yikes. That's a big number.
1: Yeah. and it adds up if you look at like oh like 20% of scientists will tell you SSRIs aren't good but it's like oh well that's just 20% well the other 80% work for the pharmaceutical companies selling you SSRIs so So, yeah as I said not medical advice it's just draw conclusions where you would like you know Hmm. (laughs) interesting it's good to know so um with that being said Let's talk a little bit how about how SSRIs made our it's their way into our society. It is important to know that the very first SSRI, uh, it, it was one of the more recently discovered drugs that we've ever covered on this show. SSRIs have not been around for very long when compared to some of our other topics. The story of the first SSRI dates back to the 1970s within the Eli Lilly and Company Laboratories, presumably in their Indianapolis, Indiana labs. And I am going to probably not say Eli, Eli Lilly and Company because that's the most annoying thing to say in the world, but that's what they're <laughs> called. So I'm going to call them Eli Lilly and Co. <laughs> or, or just Eli Lilly, but it's Eli Lilly and Company. That's what because all my dude. I have some homies. Name. Eli Lily and Co.
2: dude. those are the homies, dude.
1: I'm gonna just say Eli Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I typed that, I was like, God, that's so annoying. Eli Lily and Company. Whatever. That's just my graphic. dude.
2: Think about how it was back in fucking Pirates of the Caribbean days, dude. Where they're like. The East India Trading Company, or whatever, like that, and having to fucking constantly keep saying that, dude, that was fucking. That's exactly
3: what I just thought of. Was the East India Trading Company, dude? Really?
2: <laughs> That's so funny, dude. <sighs> That's blame it. Interesting. I blame it on the acid.
1: But it's like, is it e- <laughs> Eli Lilly one person, and then the company is also owned by the company? I don't. I don't well, know. Well, if it's and company, Eli
3: Lilly, and their homies, like, company. yeah, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. (laughs) So, chemist Brian Malloy and Robert Rathburn were experimenting with the antihistamine diphenylhydramine and observed its antidepressant-like qualities. They decided to take a different chemical that was extremely similar to diphenhydramine. Yeah, you said
2: diphenylhydramine. Mm -hmm.
1: Did I say diphenyl? It's diphenhydramine. Diphenhydramine is how it's pronounced. Diphenhydramine. <laughs> I'd say die.
2: Diphenhydramine Diphen- nine <laughs> and nine. So if
1: you're gonna if you're gonna make fun of that pronunciation, uh, I added an L. Ready for this one? <laughs> so they they took an extremely similar chemical to diphenhydramine. Three phenoxy three phenylpropylamine. <clears throat> Propylamine? Yeah. Phenylpropylamine. There we go. Wow, that no, was actually bad, wow.
2: Yeah, okay. dude. A lot of
3: p's in there.
1: Yeah, for real. It's a really long word. It's like three six or P- seven words.
3: Three PPP
2: that's probably
1: what it could <pew> be, be <called>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of these <laughs> what is that, <laughs> numerology what does that mean anyway death death. <laughs> so they started synthesizing many derivatives of this chemical with the goal of finding one that only inhibited serotonin reuptake uh, a, a, a test of one of these com- chemicals done by Zhang Horng in May of 1972 showed that the compound later named fluoxetine it's weird because it, it should be floxetine, but it's fluoxetine.
3: Yeah, I think fluoxetine gives you the flu.
1: They realized that fluoxetine <laughs> did just that and was the most potent in the series of derivatives. Just two years later, Wong would publish the first article on fluoxetine and the e- Eli Lilly Company would register this new chemical and give it the name that is now common knowledge Prozac. Who knew Prozac was the first one? I didn't. Me. Oh yeah, well you went to school fair. No, I was chip. given pro Oh fifth grade. Nice.
2: Whoa. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. I didn't know you were pro dude. Like Yeah. Like, later on I ended up becoming anti zach but you know. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I'm 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 pretty pro Zac, dude. I like Zach Galifianakis. He's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, I was given a different one. Oh, I thought we were talking about Zach Ephron.
2: I was gonna say I'm I'm anti Zac Efron, dude. <laughs> So can... the,
1: Eli Lilly, <laughs> <laughs> the Eli Lilly Co. Uh, would file an investigational new drug application in 1977 to have Prozac FDA studied and approved, and it would first hit the market almost 10 years later in 1986 in Belgium and later in the United States in 1987. This Damn. drug's success was insane, with the first year's sales reaching $350 million, and worldwide sales reaching its height of a staggering 2.6 billion in annual sales.
3: Okay, so I'm curious what 350 million in 87 uh, and 88.
1: It's a trillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, <laughs> <trillion? laughs> that's like that's like Dr. Evil money. That's a lot dude, right? of money. <laughs> Dude, 19 I knew
2: 1977 was a good year, dude. Fucking shout out to Grateful Dead Cornell 1977. <laughs> Great show, dude. No, I this knew, is nineteen eighty seven. No, no yeah, but you but the new drug application in nineteen seventy seven to have pro, uh Prozac FDA studied was approved. So yeah. mm-hmm. fucking dude, it was nineteen seventy seven, dude. Good year.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Dude. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Scarlet sure. and begonias. If you're dude. pro
3: if you're Prozac, then
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean so, I'm more I'm more fucking pro Bobby, but you know, it is what so, it
1: is. Uh, this financial high would go on for <laughs> years as Eli, Lillian Co. would have the top-selling antidepressant on the market and a monopoly on SSRIs. In the 90s, companies like Bar Pharmaceuticals began trying to make generic versions of flaxatine, uh, which led to Eli, Lillian Co. to have to fight a five-year, multi-million dollar legal battle trying to defend their patent on the drug, ending with them ultimately losing the battle in court and opening fluoxetine up to other companies as of 2001, causing a massive blow to the wallets of Eli and Lily as uh, who wouldn't want to pay for the generic brand instead of the name brand drug when you could get it much, much cheaper. Within two months, Eli Lilly saw a 70% decrease in sales, leading them to miss their projected annual earnings uh, by over $150 million, causing them to sell all of their assets associated with Prozac in 2002, only one year after their patent expired to an Irish pharmaceutical company called Galen Holdings for $295 million. Uh, one of the biggest hits to the Eli and Lily Co. Uh, when they owned the rights to manufacturing uh, it, it was they attempted to bring this other drug to market called Seraphim, and was marketed to treat women for PMDD, otherwise known as PMS, which is a very controversial uh, in quotation condition that is believed to be created by <clears throat> Eli and Lily to market the new medication
2: huh. Whoa. this.
1: Premenstrual syndrome or premenstrual dysphoria is a very sexist diagnosis in which they were trying to say women act dysphoric and delusional just before starting their menstrual cycles and that taking Prozac or this other drug, uh, Seraphim, that they were trying to market would help them combat that. Uh, And they even aired very aggressive advertising showing women acting erratically in grocery stores asking themselves if they had PMDD. Uh, yeah. So huh. <laughs> wow. this is the company nice. who brought us all Prozac. So Jesus this Christ. was very controversial at the time. It led women's rights activists to be pretty upset about it. But I asked my girlfriend, who is a nurse about PMDD, PMS. Uh, I asked her about it. And she said they learned about PMDD in nursing school and that it is a widely accepted disorder. So come to whatever conclusion that you want. I think if a pharmaceutical company is making shit up and selling it's it's a hormonal thing. People fucking, you know, I don't think it's a disorder. I mean, yeah. it's it's in the it's in the nursing books saying it's a disorder. Well, of course it
0: is.
3: But I mean that's again, that's the thing is like any person that goes to a general practitioner right now and says they have depression, they could be like a fifth grader and say they have depression and then they're going to get started on one of these drugs. Yeah. Um First, that's like literally the first thing that, that your general practitioner will do before they will say, uh, would you like to do talk therapy? Right. They'll just straight give you this stuff and tell you you have a serotonin imbalance. And so the thing is, is they do that because they were trained.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I just like, I don't know, because when I brought it up to her, she was like, well, I don't see the problem. Like, wh- it's, a, it's a real disorder. I was like, well, did you know it was made by a pharmaceutical company? Like, it wasn't a bunch of doctors sitting down and been like, oh, no, this is a real thing. It, it like she understood that it's a hormonal imbalance before your period can make you agitated and whatever. But she was like, but it's in the it's in the, like it's a hmm. disorder, but it's made by farm. Uh, I don't know. Draw whatever conclusions you yeah. want to. I think there was a reason that women's rights activists kind of rallied against it for a while because <laughs> it's kind of just fucked up. It's being like, yeah, it's it's kind of like that women are errat- uh, like erratic and Act crazy before their periods. Put them on medication.
3: I mean, this is exactly what was shown a lot in the um, that documentary that I kind of plugged and mentioned about in the Xanax, or not in the Xanax episode, but talking about the Xanax. It was this uh, Xanax documentary that just got put on Netflix recently, and there yeah. was a lot of people talking about how um, they were subjected to those uh, advertisements, those commercials that made them think they had this like huge anxiety disorder when really they just had pretty general anxiety uh-huh. and they went to their doctor and explained how they felt and they were put on you know Xanax instantly and not told anything about uh the negative side effects and then like what the course of action would be trying to stop using
1: it right mm-hmm. and so then at one
3: point like some of these people would just stop taking Xanax and then have seizures or just like insane anxiety and then go to their doctor and go hey what the heck like you didn't tell me this was going to happen. Their doctor's like, Oh my God, you shouldn't have stopped that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, the doctor won't say anything until there's an issue. And that you see that all the time with SSRIs where yeah. they do not explain that you can just stop taking them. No, you can't. Whenever.
1: Yeah, and, you cannot stop taking them.
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> with zero side effects. Right. Um, it's pretty,
1: pretty severe side effects if you just cold turkey quit.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I know people that, yeah, that have to like titrate down just like benzos. Like, they'll go months with taking their dosage down slowly with SSRIs so that they don't experience anything like those brain zaps or just, uh, you know, insomnia or all all sorts of different things. Um,
1: Yeah, I think one thing that I found kind of cool when my girlfriend was going through nursing school and, you know, I was helping her with with her flashcards and stuff and uh, just all the stuff she'd tell me is they did put a huge emphasis on Eastern medicine and homeopathic remedies being should be more looked at in that she was taught that in school, and I thought that was really cool because I definitely agree. I think for a lot of generalized anxiety, things like meditation, diet uh, adjustment, uh, caffeine decrease, things like that should be looked at very, very, very first. It should not be immediately the medication for most people. Yeah. If you if you are having pretty significant anxiety, it's like okay, analyze what you are doing in your life that could be influencing that first and then if you are dialed in and you're still having anxiety okay maybe medication's a good route this is not medical advice but that's my opinion is that yeah most of the time you could probably meditate or you know do something that's not a gnarly medication that you're not going to be able to get off
3: right yeah i don't know yeah no it's a good point um all of it's it's kind of sad because i think a lot of practitioners whether they're nurses or uh physicians have a lot of training, but it's not to say that that training is one hundred percent accurate. No, or the, not or it, not. I'm I not mean like accurate, but just uh, the right the right thing. And I know that that's opinions for some people, sure. But my yeah. opinion um, is that yeah, they get trained a lot, but potentially not in the right way.
1: Well, it's the same reason people clown on uh, just public school is because half the shit in the textbooks you can look up and it's wrong. Like, just very, right. very blatantly wrong. And it's it's no difference in medical school. I mean, if the books were published in the 70s, some of it is subject to change. Or, like, even if it's published in the early 2000s, a lot of it's subject to change. So. Well, no matter
2: when it was published, it's always subject to change. Because that's what we yeah. always talk about is, like, science is always changing. And so mm-hmm. if if we take that as, like... You know, once we say something, we can, it, it'll always be that way. Like that's it, it, fucking dumb. Like, like we could say something today, and there could be evidence that can't, comes out tomorrow that could be completely contradicting what we're saying. Yeah. yeah so. No, exactly.
1: Or um, vindicating us. Yeah. I'm, uh, vindicators, <laughs> I'm a vindicator, dude. I'm a vindicator. It's our new name. With kizikans free shoes, motion sounds something like this.
3: few that are currently in use in the United States that we didn't really mention. Um, and that's uh, like Zoloft, right? That's, the, that's yeah. the one I was on. Yep. Um, I got put on Zoloft at uh, gosh, beginning of freshman year. All I did, actually Raven and I had the same practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Damn hell yeah, dude. Yeah,
1: she sucked, dude. She was just a pill pusher. Yeah, that's I came in there I told her, so this yeah. is what's
3: funny, I told her about some of the drugs that I had tried which actually one of them was uh, that um, uh, the 3MMC.
1: Dude, you're, oh, yeah. I hate that it's like, oh, you're supposed to tell your doctor everything. Yeah, what, so I could get fucking roasted? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly.
3: And that's essentially what she did. I explained all these things, and I said, I think I have a lot of like anxiety from you know trying a few of these really fucked up drugs um, that I shouldn't have tried. And she just was like so blown away that she'd never seen someone so young um, that had tried a variety of drugs. Um, like I had. And that's the thing is like research chemical stuff was new and recent. But at the same time, I was just explaining to her, I was like, look, I don't have a problem. I'm not trying to like get off these drugs or anything. I, I, I don't, don't have a do problem. <laughs> well, it's <that's laughs> just it. yeah, fine, okay. I, I was like, I, don't, I, I told her, I was like, I don't do these things daily. It's just that I think the couple of times that I've messed around, I may have created like an anxiety disorder or something. You know what I mean? I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm having these symptoms. The first thing that she said, she goes, all right, well, so it sounds like you've been using a lot of drugs recently. So... Um, in order to help you get off that, I think the best line of action or best course of action is to, uh, get you started on this drug called Zoloft. And she brings up Google. Wow. And, and pulls up a Google, like, like almost like a Wikipedia, probably (laughs) first, first thing and goes through telling me what it is and explaining to me. And I was like,
0: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) well, and I, I was like, I
3: was like, yeah, you know, I understand, uh, what these do. And I, like, I've tried Prozac when I was in fifth grade, blah, blah, blah. Um. And uh she just was like, Well, I really think that this would be She's like, How about you just try it out, you know, a couple of weeks and let me know how it goes? And uh she's like, It'll mess with your uh like libido potentially in your in like the whole orgasm thing, right? And I was like <laughs> I was like You're like,
1: Well, I have premature ejaculation anyway, so this is a double win. <laughs> oh
3: no, yeah, no. The thing was is I ended up coming back within like three weeks and being like, sorry, bitch, doesn't work. <laughs> she was like, why? And I was like, Because I can't have sex with my girlfriend. <laughs>
1: whoa that's funny um i yeah i had the same practitioner at the time and i remember going in i was just like yeah i just like don't fucking care about anything kind of want to kill myself like i'm just (laughs) super depressed and she was just like offered no amount of like oh maybe you're 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 young and you have all this shit going on in your life maybe you should see therapy nothing just prozac and i was like okay cool whatever i'll fucking eat this (laughs) i ate it for like fucking six months dude yeah and uh and I, I had no improvement. It fucking, I was going to say yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah. It was literally placebo.
2: So I heard a lot. If
1: anything, actually it wasn't even placebo because I didn't feel better. <laughs> it was nothing. Yeah. A lot of people
3: yeah. say they feel like, like, uh, almost like zombified. Yeah. when they take these drugs, um, and, you know, the a lot of the times the doctors will say, like, okay, we'll just put you on another one. You know, we'll, we'll switch you over to another one. And yeah. that's really the thing is that's why we kind of lumped all of them into one episode is because... Um,
1: They'll swap you around, dude. I know someone yeah. that's on their, their, like, third, and they say this one's actually helping them. So that's why I said not all of these. Just because we had this experience on Sertraline doesn't mean I wouldn't have been better on, like, a, a different one. Like, fucking yeah. or something. But. Right,
3: yeah, and there you go. Paroxetine, fluvoxamine, citalopram, escitalopram, and vilazodone are all the ones, including uh, the ones they already mentioned, that are currently used in the U.S. Um, then there are uh, the off-label uses that Raven kind of mentioned, but I think there's a few more uh, that I was surprised by, like fibromyalgia. Yeah, I saw
1: um, that. That's weird. Autism. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe that's why she put me on it. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking, maybe.
2: dude. That's what. That's all the vaccines, dude. They're like, they're like, oh, you're depressed. Like, let me give you this vaccine. and just give you autism, dude. Dude,
1: like, I'm pretty sure. Just so they
2: can sell you Prozac. <laughs> no, just dude. so the it's the autism. The autism counteracts the, autism. the Prozac, dude.
1: So I oh. know for a fact that I haven't had my tetanus shots or anything, but I am fairly certain I didn't get a lot of my vaccinations. I think. Fucking! They lied about it for my school. I'm pretty sure.
2: Yikes! I mean, yeah. that sounds. And like I told
1: the that. doctor that the other day when I went there, and they were like, "I don't, I don't think so." And I was like, "I have like a distinct memory of her just like signing a paper."
3: Well, so you can right now. You could next time you go to the doctor, which whenever you do, just ask for your full medical record. They
1: said, "Do you remember getting your vaccinations?" Because we don't see them on your medical records.
3: Well, then you probably didn't get it. <laughs> Damn. And so actually, just, especially for you being a skateboarder and the amount of times you've fallen, if you haven't had your tetanus shot, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, oh, dude, true. yeah.
2: Wait, I, Raven, know for a fact I've gotten a it. few just because of when you fall mm-hmm. type of thing they give you. Yeah. So you're just naturally autistic, dude. You didn't even, you can't even blame it on the vaccines, dude. You're no, just, that,
1: yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> damn,
2: dude. <laughs> yeah, You're fucking uh, purebred autism, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Autism, dude. (laughs) Um.
3: So one of the other things that uh, it can be used for is binge eating disorder, um, which I was kind of, you know, surprised by because for some people, on one of the effects of these drugs, kind of a negative side effect is weight gain due to. it causes them to eat even more. And that's one of the things I was actually excited for when I was like told that that could happen with Zoloft specifically when I was given it. I was like, "Oh, sweet, then uh, I can it'll help me eat more cuz at the time I was not eating a whole lot."
1: Yeah, so, I saw that it helps with a couple of different eating disorders, different for everybody. It's super weird. That's hmm. what I'm saying. It just like none of the none of the side effects plus benefits add up the same for anybody.
3: No, and up. I think a lot of the reason that there's all these different effects and these different uses for it come a lot down to the fact that serotonin is responsible for so much, right. not just mood. And so you go messing with the reuptake of it and making it just hang out in the synaptic cleft uh, is likely going to have some effects on the body and brain uh, that were not expected
1: Well, and something you might know a little bit more about than me is, isn't it something to do with, during the clinical trials, if they have even a small percentage of adverse side effects, they have to list that as a side effect, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. So that could be a lot of it. Um, Yeah, I don't know, though.
3: Yeah, and um, the thing is, though, we're at a point right now in our day and age where there are so many people that have tried these drugs, so I would take what the effects are pretty seriously. And I think
1: that's a lot of why there was that the effects, not the risk of like there, yeah. there's effects, and then there's like risk of your heart exploding and you freaking becoming a Martian. Right. Well, yeah. and then you know they yeah, like that happened to one guy, so we have to say it. What, exactly. Lil Wayne?
2: <laughs> so why he yeah, became Lil- a Martian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a motherfucking Martian. That was not bad, actually, dude. Thanks, man.
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What does he say? Something. Uh, I am be afraid I am an alien or something. I don't know. Oh, uh, he know. says
2: all sorts of stuff about him being an alien, dude. Yeah. Um,
3: poor guy. Well, anyway, he's a professional skateboarder now, so
2: good for him. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he
1: can could, he could almost kick flip, too.
2: He mm-hmm. can <laughs> almost kick flip, so he's a professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he literally is
3: a professional
2: skateboarder. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, for, I remember when he came out with that skateboard brand, Truck Fit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> dude they're so
2: bad at zoomies and shit dude of course they did dude I was I, I I fucking wanted to be Lil Wayne so bad at that time dude I was like dude I'm gonna fart I'm, I'm gonna fart I'm, <laughs> start, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start fucking double dude I wanted to be Lil Wayne so bad I'm gonna fart <laughs> yeah, dude. so I like, I really wanted to be Lil Wayne, dude. <laughs> no, so I was like, I was like, dude, I'm gonna start fucking wearing truck fit and just double cupping all the time, dude. Just drinking lean and shit. Cause I just wanted wow. to be Lil Wayne so bad, dude. And then Lil
1: Wayne's interesting looking.
2: He's very yeah. interesting looking. Dude, honestly, for that time, like he was kind of the first one to just wild out like that.
1: Dude, he was wow, he had uh, a platinum record, I think, at 14 years old. Yeah, dude, he was He's part like, of the Hot Boys his uh i just watched an interview with him saying his principal made him leave school because he was tired of everyone like rushing out when he would show up because he had a platinum record at 14 yeah dude he
2: was fucking like legit like the hot boys were like a fucking big fucking group back then and he was literally yeah 14 like you can see him and you can see fucking music videos of him and like you can hear how in his voice like how fucking young he was like it's crazy Hmm. Shit was actually kind of fire, too, dude. Fucking. Yeah. I'm a motherfucking hot girl. It's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a hot boy. Or, I need a hot girl. I need a hot boy. Something like that. I don't remember what the actual song right, is. We're, but dude, we're off track. I love it. Dude, shout out to hot boys,
3: dude. <laughs> shout out to all, all right. you
2: hot boys out there listening, dude. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan says shout out to boys. all the hot boys you out know, there. A Positive shout out, dude. Shout out to all my hot boys. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> unlike other classes of antidepressants, like tineptine, tineptine. Um <laughs> or the MAO inhibitors, right? Or whatever. The anyway I says, Yeah, I just said
1: that. You said MAO.
3: I said MAO inhibitors.
2: Oh. Motherfucker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raven, you're
2: not a motherfucking hot boy. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <Motherfucker>. <laughs>
1: Yo, yo, but so like, those my, those my, my, I am an alien. <laughs> yo, so there's
2: like my fucking MAO inhibitors, you know what I'm saying? I'm an alien dude, shout I'm, I'm a motherfucking alien dude. Mm-hmm. Dude, you should just talk like Lil Wayne for the entire episode, dude. <laughs> yeah, come no, on,
1: Micah. I can't. You
2: got this, Micah, dude. That's that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike yeah, other classes true. of antidepressants, I'm a fucking alien.
1: <laughs> yes. It's getting worse um, as I go, dude. <laughs> yeah.
3: These these SSRIs, they uh they're different because they have little effect on other neurotransmitters, uh such as dopamine and norepinephrine. Um this is what makes them selective, right? Uh selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Um they also have relatively fewer side effects than the tricyclic antidepressants and the MAOIs, uh due to fewer effects on the adrenergic, cholinergic, and histaminergic receptors. Um, adrenal, choline, histamine. Hope those words make a little bit of sense.
1: Well, I found it interesting that they found SSRIs based off antihistamines. Yeah. Well,
3: there's a lot of effects. I mean, the the big thing is is that you've got these neurotransmitters and then these receptors that are all constantly interplaying and doing different things together. Um, And so, with a lot of drugs, they're still having effects on these other receptors, but not SSRIs,
1: essentially. I I remember um, my girlfriend just telling me recently about this. It's a drug, Buspar, that Mm -hmm. is an antihistamine that is supposed to help with depression and anxiety. That's uh, non-benzo and Mm non-SSRI. Hell yeah, dude.
3: Yeah, Buspar. Yeah, I remember that stuff. Um, actually, what was uh, the drug that looks like Xanax? I,
1: was that Buspar?
3: I think that might have been it. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, it lo- it's like an actual Xanax bar. Yeah, it looks just it, like a Xanax. Whoa! Bar. It, it's just an antidepress or it's an anxiety Antihistamine. med? Antihistamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allergy med. Well, Jeez. I mean,
1: but for Damn. anxiety.
3: Interesting, dude. Imagine. Well, fucking- I mean, again, it's kind of like how the beta blockers are also used for anxiety sometimes, and those are just heart medication.
2: Dude, dude I
1: beta block every day. <laughs> alpha grind set, dude.
2: Imagine putting an uh, fucking anti-antihistamine. <laughs> imagine putting an antihistamine in a Sprite and just going to work and just being like, "Dude, these allergies ain't going to get me today, boy." Isn't that what I don't I mean? want to imagine that? What's up?
3: <laughs> I said I don't want to imagine that. Why? I don't know. Why? Because right. it sounds like abusing Benadryl.
2: Yeah, shit's fun as fuck, dude. No, I'm just kidding, don't do that, guys. Nightmare flipping. Yeah, don't do dude, that. Dude, I don't yeah, want don't kids do to
3: think that that's a good
2: idea. No, it's a terrible idea. Don't listen to most of the things I say. It's <laughs> fucking stupid as fuck. Yeah, negative shout out Ryan's uh sections. I'm a motherfucking hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start right. saying that after I say some fucking stupid shit that's not true, dude. That's my that's <laughs> going to be my catchphrase, <laughs> <don't>. dude. <laughs> Just like, yo, do you know that fucking fentanyl is like super, like not bad for you? I'm a motherfucking hot boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, I'll stop now. Sorry. That's (laughs) not good. (laughs) My bad, dude.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) No, he said it's after false information. So he's doing like an opposite day kind of thing. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So this is flipped
3: Uh, Uno reverse card nightmare flip. <laughs> Sorry, indeed, <laughs> I'll shut up. Actually, I wonder what kind of flip it would be with SSRIs. <laughs> Happy That's flip. That's a good question,
1: dude. I don't know. I don't know. They're non psychoactive, um, so nothing.
3: Well no, they are psychoactive. They're just like in a sense, they're not they um they don't elicit like euphoria. They're not,
1: you know, drugs of
3: uh recreation. Yeah. But okay. they still affect your psychology.
1: Gotcha. What I, I guess what I meant is like they're you don't feel effects from them,
3: no. And actually, yeah, they take a long time sometimes for people to feel effects mm-hmm. like, up uh, like four to six weeks of taking it every day for you to notice something, which can be really uh, not so great, um, discouraging for yeah, especially yeah, for depression. Like, someone could be wanting to kill themselves, yeah, right. Uh, and if it's going to take four to six weeks for them to feel better, uh, that's
1: Someone suffering from depression doesn't feel like they have four to six weeks to suffer from depression. No. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's part of actually why uh, ketamine really blew up so big in being um, effective with treatment-resistant depression, but then also being seen to be effective with major depressive disorder. And that uh, it can be instant effect, like instant uh, relief of symptoms uh, for depressed people. And a lot of people with suicidal ideation uh, will take ketamine once, and for the next few months not want to kill themselves yeah and that is shown to be way more effective than these drugs at in a short period of time um so anyway these ssris they inhibit the serotonin transporter um at the presynaptic axon terminal which raven kind of mentioned earlier uh this again for anyone that doesn't really know um this is talking about the uh, when it's saying presynaptic that's essentially the neuron that had those little vesicles that contained serotonin within them, uh, and then when stimulated by whatever drugs, or specifically these things, not stimulated, it's been uh, told to come out, released into the synaptic area, and then to be inhibited from going back up there. So essentially what the serotonin transporter is responsible for doing is taking serotonin from this presynaptic neuron, uh, out essentially you know, letting it release into the synaptic area to be able to stimulate other receptors, like postsynaptic receptors. Um, and these drugs have the ability to uh, inhibit this transporter from doing its job, and its job would be essentially having serotonin release and go back in and release and go back in it's recycling um, all the time, naturally. This is what's going on in your brain normally if you're not taking these drugs. Now, when you're taking these drugs, this leads to an increased amount of serotonin that remains in the synaptic cleft, and will stimulate those postsynaptic res- receptors for an, expen- for an extended period of time, um, and so this can result in uh, mood enhancement for some people, and a lot of the thought of what you know depression is, there, there was this huge. Hypothesis, and it's the monoaminergic hypothesis that I mentioned in the previous episode, tineptine or tineptine. Um, that if you haven't listened to it's a great episode because um, we kind of talk about some of this stuff. But again, it's this hypothesis that was postulated, uh, you know, pretty early on, 50s, 60s, that uh, there was this chemical imbalance between these monoamines, uh, serotonin or adrenaline or dopamine, you know, or potentially all of them together, that is causing people to feel depressed. And so, then it's thought that if you could, um, you know, modulate how much these uh, different neurotransmitters are being, you know, released and hanging out, how much time they're hanging out in the synaptic cleft, doing their job or maybe not doing their job, if you can modulate this in any way or mediate their effects, um, maybe you can end up with uh, a lot of people feeling better. And so, uh, I think that's part of what is good to know about. or good to like be cautionary when thinking that, okay, uh, does everyone just have a chemical imbalance that's depressed? Is that really what's going on? Because these drugs can be highly effective for some people, but they can also be non-effective for other people. So it's just uh, a good thing to think about when thinking like, there, there's a lot of people that just think that their depression is because of serotonin. Because if you go right now in this day and age to a psychiatrist, or a counselor maybe. Or Or even
1: a general practitioner.
3: Exactly. Or just a doctor. And you mentioned that you're depressed. The first thing that they're going to do is prescribe you these drugs and they're going to tell you you have a chemical imbalance with serotonin.
1: I got told that from uh, my general practitioner. And then, after a severe uh, traumatic brain injury that I had where there was bleeding on my brain and all this stuff, I I went back because I had to, I stayed in the hospital for like a week and then I had to go back and go back. And they were like, oh, well, uh, what, like, uh, I had to do all these MRIs and, it was so convincing when they told me, cause they were like, are you suffering from any kind of like depression or anything? I was like, yeah, actually a lot. Cause I've been having memory issues and I'm depressed. And they were like, Oh yeah, no. So, w- you know, we did all these brain scans. And so what? what's probably happened, you have a serotonin deficiency in your brain now or whatever. And it sounded really convincing cause they had done all these brain scans and MRIs and all these things. So I had thought maybe they saw that. And for the longest time, I believed that. And, now knowing that they probably just said this because it was depression
3: yeah no I mean I think that that's exactly what they, they the, this is the first thing that they will say like anyone will say it, if you mention that you're depressed in a medical setting at the moment because it is thought to be it's it's considered what's uh, most accepted essentially um, by scientists and medical professionals however that's part of why tianeptine t- however you want to say it call it um, it was essentially arguing it's this drug that argues this hypothesis because his it, it is effective at treating depression in people that are depressed, but it doesn't work on the same pathway. It doesn't do this. It doesn't, it's not a serotonin inhibitor, um, or reuptake inhibitor. So it's, um, just, it's something that, you know, argues that hypothesis and right. makes it look like, okay, well, is that really what's going on? And, um, yeah. So uh, the, one of the things I'll mention for you and for other people is that, that with one of the things they could have seen in brain scans is reductions in certain brain tissue or certain areas or even activity in certain areas. And if these are serotonergic rich areas, meaning tons of neurons and tons of uh, you know uh, areas in this spot are being uh, there's a lot of serotonin activity going on in there. Right. They could hypothesize right and say, Maybe okay, I'm pretty sure about. that this is what's
1: because it was on. after a bunch of brain scans that they said that. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe they did see something. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was so long ago, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. As I was said I'd have memory issues from that time in my life. But, uh, you know, one thing they did say, though, they they did all those brain scans, and they were like, oh, it looks like you're suffering from Jimmy brain. So that's what they call uh, people who have, like, super big brains, like Jimmy Neutron. Oh, my so God. So they were like, when we were doing the scans, we saw this thing called a brain blast, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, like, you started inventing shit in your sleep. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I have that for sure. That's cool. Yeah. Do you the guys remember day, that
2: episode where uh, they go into Carl's fucking dreams to try to see, like, why he's, like, having nightmares or whatever
1: would you like no. a croissant i never
2: <laughs> do you never hmm. watch jimmy neutron and you're a scientist i didn't
3: watch anything like that i was given books
2: <laughs> okay well fucking maybe you nerd. should do yourself a favor and go watch jimmy neutron dude Nah, i'm
1: good nah it doesn't hold up dude, dude. Goddard, i watched rick and Goddard's morty type.
2: okay i know everything yeah probably you I probably a, I am a fan scientist. of fucking justin <laughs> Rowland too huh Goddard's
1: type. <laughs> I like how I like how the,
3: now there's two people involved with the creation of Rick and Morty that are like canceled. pieces of shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: it's not even canceled. They are just pieces of shit. Yeah, like I don't I don't want to mix cancellation with actually just being a piece of shit. Right? Is they are really just. I've pieces met of shit. and
2: worked with the dude who fucking uh, wrote the music for Rick and Morty. Ryan, I don't remember his last name, but he, that dude's dope. Nelson. He's chill. Um, I don't know if he's done anything bad or not, but when I met him, he's <laughs> <stopped> talking yourself <laughs> up. Oh, pretty cool. Um, never met Justin or any of the other people, so I don't know about them.
3: Mm. Well, right there. one of the things that I didn't like when I first noticed, uh, what, like, I saw a video of Justin in the studio doing voices and he just yeah. gets like, he gets like wasted on yeah. purpose. And so I'm like, eh, I would hate working with someone like that. That would suck. I
2: mean, and if he's an angry drunk, then like, yeah, obviously that would suck. But if he's like funny and like, 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 I'm not saying like, I'm not supporting him, but I'm saying like, if somebody does get drunk in the studio to play a drunk role and they're not a dickhead, then that's chill. But if they are a dickhead, then fuck that.
1: I almost wonder if Rick was a weird subsection of his personality that he let come out when he was drunk doing the role, that yeah, he let bleed into his real life. I, would, I can see it.
3: Um, yeah, that happens to people.
2: Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to say, uh, the Jimmy Neutron thing. When I grow my hair <laughs> out super long, well, not super long, but when it's been like three months before I get a haircut, I look
0: like Jimmy I wake up, Neutron. Dude, I wake up
2: and my hair is like fully spiked up like Jimmy Neutron, and I'm and like literally, I wake up, go take a piss, look in the mirror, and I'm like. Brain blast, and then I go like jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm a motherfucking hot boy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude, that's sick. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, dude. Um, th- <laughs> what are
1: we talking about in this episode? Fucking <laughs>
2: crack. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about having depression. Oh dude. So I got depression. Yo, Dang, shout too bad out, we can't fucking, play songs know, anymore. Fuck. Dude, shout out God fucking shit. uh what is it? Zach, Zach Fox. Zach Fox, yeah, dude. Yeah.
3: Can we play them backwards in reverse and then tell people to listen to it? Ooh. We could probably
1: play just a few seconds of it. Alright. Well, let's see. If it's a three seconds of it, we could play it. Oh. <laughs> Yo, I if you got
2: depression, fucking turn the fuck up, dude. Yeah,
1: we could just play that again. All right, That'd I'll, be cool. I'll just keep saying um, it over and over again, dude. They can't. Yeah, you don't need to do that.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so um, one of the things that I was going to mention a little bit is that uh, I, t- I mentioned how they don't have any effect on dopamine, norepinephrine, histamine, or acetylcholine, uh, except for the paroxetine uh, SSRI. Uh, but this characteristic leads to fewer complaints of side effects such as sedation, uh, constipation, uh, urinary retention and cognitive impairments um Whoa. which makes them a little more desirable when looking at uh deciding on taking SSRIs versus the tricyclic or the uh monoamine uh oxidase inhibitors so uh some of the common side effects for SSRIs include and I think Raven mentioned some of these but I'll just you know touch on them again is sexual dysfunction sleep disturbances uh weight changes Anxiety, dizziness, headache, and gastrointestinal
1: distress. And what's funny about that is most of those I didn't say. So <laughs> that just shows how many right. there are.
3: Yeah, and, there, and then some of these actually side effects go into the withdrawal effects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, one of the other things that I was going to mention is just that they, uh, have, they can have uh, some effects on the heart that are not so...
1: Not so well understood as far as I was, yeah, researching.
3: Which is hard to say because the thing is, this could just be uh, that different people having increased serotonin serotonin activity, um, being like potentially having already like some heart like arrhythmias or different heart problems. Um, this increased serotonin activity can sort of like uh, what am I trying to say? Combat or fight? with the heart and not be so great for the heart fucking one duel of,
1: so, so this is completely off just memory of something I was researching but it was such a staggering number I didn't feel comfortable including it in this episode as it could very well be wrong but the, uh, the, the statistic I read on one research website said SSRI people on SSRI, SSRIs uh are thirty percent more likely to die uh, due to something heart related, but people on SSRIs with already heart related, like uh, just you know, uh, conditions are not more likely. So Whoa. I, I was just like 30% more yeah. likely to die from a heart-related condition if you're on SSRIs. That's insane. Yeah, that's a gnarly number, so, dude. So that, that's why I was like, I don't know if I feel comfortable adding that into here because I can't comfortably say, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't understand the science behind that, so I'm not going to say that. So, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Well, true. Yes. I think
3: a lot of it comes down to, too, there's just so many other medications that can... Um, Increase serotonin levels that aren't necessarily serotonin drugs. And so then SSRIs uh, used concurrently with other drugs that could be doing this um, can put people at risk for the serotonin syndrome, which is life-threatening. Um, so, uh, you know, specifically MAOIs, right? There's other drugs that are MAOI drugs that are not antidepressants, but someone might be prescribed them. And, uh, you know, if your doctor doesn't, you know, maybe they had a bad day and they prescribe you stuff that has contraindications, or, you know, they, they, they don't work well together. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> you could potentially die or go to the hospital.
1: Which nowadays is super rare, because Absolutely, computer yeah, systems will tell you not to as yeah. a nurse or a doctor prescribing. So,
3: um, I'll mention, though, that paroxetine is contraindicated in pregnancy and is classified as category D slash X due to its teratogenic effects and causing cardiovascular defects. Uh, specifically cardiac malformations if prescribed in the first trimester. Um, so for any uh, moms out there or uh, soon-to-be moms or anything like that, just take this into account. Um, hopefully your doctor does, but like I said, if they had a bad day. <laughs> maybe gonna, that's where my
1: cardiac malformations come from.
3: Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, dude. That's it's possible. Cool. It I is mean, that's actually
1: possible. I don't know for a fact that that's not how I got it.
3: Yeah. Well, and uh, essentially, there's also, um, if you don't mind me mentioning, there's people that have, um, you know, done MDMA while on SSRIs and notice how it has no effect. Oh, yeah. The MDMA doesn't work. And the actual scary part about this is this could end up causing serotonin (laughs) (laughs) syndrome (laughs) syndrome as well. And even just slight Uh serotonin syndrome effects could be things like agitation, tachycardia, meaning rapid heartbeat, hypertension. Uh, the high blood pressure, yeah, brain zaps, hyperthermia even though, so like oh, uh, increased fuck. body temperature, which happens with MDMA already. Yeah. So um, you might not really realize it, that you're like, oh, I, I'm going to just take more. I'm not noticing any, any effects, so I'm going to keep taking more. Ooh. And then, yeah, and then these things can happen. But also like nausea and vomiting are some effects of uh, serotonin syndrome, just like kind of acute effects. But again, serotonin syndrome is life-threatening. It can result in death. Um, so it also it has a rapid onset and resolution and there's no definitive treatment for serotonin syndrome aside from discontinuing the offending agent whether it's the ssri or whatever um
1: but but, that's easier said than done after you take mdma
3: yeah no absolutely and so wow so this is my
2: oh sorry i was gonna say so wear a brain condom so you don't get like fucking brain herpes (laughs) it lasts forever dude what it doesn't go away, dude. Once you get it, it doesn't go away. It's like herpes, or fucking...
1: No, it goes away. That'd be really Serotonin cool. syndrome goes away. Oh, I
2: thought you said it doesn't go away.
3: Oh, no. It has a rapid onset and resolution. So oh. It, goes, it comes on really quickly <laughs> and it goes away really fast. I see. Um, okay. And the thing is, is that there's no definitive treatment. That might have made you think like, oh, it stays forever. That's what... Um, okay, yeah, okay. I misinterpreted. It's just that in the moment, there's nothing they can do uh, to help you with it. Uh, but I would say it's one of those things that you should seek medical treatment for if you feel like you are experiencing serotonin syndrome based on something that you took and you realize now that this is what's potentially happening. It's a good idea to get yourself in the hospital and explain the thing, the things that you took as best as you can. Um, and they can use benzos for uh, reducing agitation in these states, but, um, I I would just touch on this is already going into harm reduction, but uh, is just touching on do not try to self medicate uh, when thinking, okay, I'm experiencing, uh, you know, serotonin syndrome. Okay, I'm going to take Xanax um, that I bought from a friend or just maybe even if it's prescribed Xanax, just I would say still, you know, this is uh, if you're experiencing serotonin syndrome or believe that you are, it's best to just uh, get help.
0: For, Absolutely, and let them
3: decide what to do rather than trying to help yourself yeah. Um, but yeah uh, and you know mentioning harm reduction wise uh, these drugs whether or not someone may have told you uh, it's a good idea or whatever I think it's best to when taking something that can change your brain chemistry uh, to really really go within yourself and think about what is best for you and uh, make your own decision you know, don't let anyone uh, affect your decision on, on taking these things. If this is something that you want to do, do it. Uh, if you've spoke with your, you know, doctor about it a lot, and you guys agree that this is the right thing to do, then do so. But again, uh, I think it's really important to get as much information as you can, not just from your doctor, uh, when considering starting a treatment such as these. I completely uh, agree. And really consider the things that you're gonna. Uh, Maybe want to do if it's partying, right? If you're wanting to party and take other recreational drugs, but you're also wanting to take these drugs, maybe it's time to uh, reevaluate. Uh, you know what? What you really want? So, yeah, I want I'll leave to it get at
0: that. <laughs> so then, then, hop off the SSRIs,
2: <laughs> dude. How the fuck am I gonna fucking have sick dance moves if I can't take fucking Molly, dude?
1: Okay, then stop doing the SSRs. Keep doing Molly. Well, you know? if I that, keep doing Molly, I'm going to kill hard myself, That's the production dude. for the week. Okay.
2: <laughs> Motherfucking hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> <I knew it. laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't listen to anything I say.
1: Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, Ryan. Except starting now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now we got to start listening to you.
2: I only got one thing in the culture section. Live, laugh, Lexapro.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. All right. Thanks for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> dude, so you can
2: buy coffee mugs and like fucking like stitching and shit that like says like live, laugh, Lexapro that you can like hang on I kind of want that. Yeah, you can also buy stuff that says neck a minute. <laughs> Hell yeah, so, dude. Can you buy anything that says Doc LaTala Le, Le,
1: Yes, we should make those shirts,
2: dude. That would be sick. Dude, <laughs> coffee mugs that just say "Daclatonis." Yeah, with like the, ex- yeah. The, the the like the kind of
3: d- uh, dictionary style of like how to pronounce it. Yeah, but it wraps around the <laughs> whole cup in
1: a spiral because the word yeah. is too fucking. Dude, that'd be so. Oh, sick. we should
3: also get mugs or shirts made of that protein name. That's like three mm. hours to say.
2: Oh, dude, hell yeah, that'd be sick. I mean, dude. it might have to be the smallest font ever, and like but, a triple yeah. XL shirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just only sell them in triple XLs, dude. We fucking yeah. tall. T- we're rocking tall tees like the Bay Area, dude. Yo, yeah. speaking of the Bay Area, last night I was thinking of. Uh, I don't know if I did. I talk about Mac Dre and all that in the fucking MDMA episode. Because if I didn't, uh, I'm gonna be really. sad. I believe we did. I feel like we're gonna we have
3: more MDMA episodes sure. uh, coming. Well, we future. mentioned Fizz. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned the thistle dance, but yeah, we can. Yeah, figure that I was out. just
2: watching live uh, clips of fucking Mac Dre last night because uh, I couldn't sleep, and uh, I was watching him just fucking like, uh, like you know when he's like dancing. Trill he's TV, the, what's up? Trill TV, yeah, dude, facts, dude. Big dude, facts. Trill
1: TV is so fucking funny. Dude, it's yeah. so good,
2: <laughs> but it's just so funny just to see him like when he when you look at his face where you can just tell he's just fucking off the shits, dude, and he's just looking. He's like.
0: just looking like all fucking
2: (laughs) like he's just fucking uh dizzed out dude um yeah anyway um so yeah one of the things I what's up like he smelled some piss <laughs> was with the dude, look on I his know.
1: face, like he smelled some piss.
2: Dude, honestly, some of the lyrics of his are fire, dude. I was like yeah. listening to some of oh, it yeah. and stuff, and it's like, it's like we making words up, like shitty run fun. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, is you with me? <laughs> Cause your stomach is bubbling and your booty's dripping. <laughs> 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 Yo! Shout out to fucking Mac Dre, dude. The best yeah. ever. Do it, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the building, I'm filling myself. Uh, anyway, fucking. Uh, speaking of filling myself, dude. SSRIs, dude. Uh, they make it extremely hard to fucking bone, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what Micah was saying. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, that's one of the things. That's one of the main things I kind of want to talk about with culture. I it's mean, if like, it's
1: before you're married, anyway, then you know, just stay on the SSRIs.
2: Never just, yeah, just never, if you've never had an orgasm and you've just been on SSRIs just forever, just don't ever feel like what an orgasm is because. No, they're it, pointless. Yeah. Um, no, that's one of the things though, is that like, uh, apparently it makes it really hard to orgasm, uh, makes it really hard to fucking, even like mm-hmm. if you're a dude, like get it up or if like, uh, you know, if you're a girl, it causes like vaginal dryness and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny to say, but like in theory, like it's kind of sad kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, definitely, so yeah, that's a super big sad, dude. And yeah, I mean, dude, just fucking not being able to bone just for like because I mean, dude, boning just gives you so much, like, cures depression, it cures depression. But then if you can't do that because you're taking SSRIs to like stop your depression, that's a big sad, dude. Yep. Uh, I I think, oh, what's up? Hmm.
3: Excuse me again, I just think that that's part of why. It's not just people having imbalances. Yeah. When, if this is happening to you, it's likely that you're, like, your depression isn't caused by a serotonin imbalance and now it's having all these different effects on you that it maybe wouldn't have had if it was benefiting your depression because you had a serotonin imbalance. Instead, now you're having all this extra
2: serotonin and your body's going to start doing weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, yeah, it's the fucking thing that Raven mentioned earlier—emotional bluntness, dude.
1: You're not supposed to feel good all the time.
2: Yeah, dude, you gotta have the fucking those deep, deep valleys, dude. Because <laughs> once you have those deep, deep valleys, dude, you just look out in the distance and you're like, "God damn, look at that Mount Everest, dude—the highest peak."
1: Does not does everybody not have the the insane manic depression where they have entire months where they feel like they're god? That also want to kill themselves?
2: No. Nah. I mean, I don't have, like, full months like that. There's definitely days where I wake up and I'm, like, on my way to work and I'm just like, dude, I'm the fucking best, dude. And then Mm. I get off work after, like, having a rough day or something and I'm, like, driving home I'm like, damn, dude, what if I just drove my car in oncoming traffic?
1: No, that sounds normal.
2: (laughs) No, I'm joking, dude. I do
1: think like
3: that sometimes (laughs) where, like, I'll be driving and I'll just be like
2: what if I just yeeted into the left? Dude, library? I think about this like, <laughs> all the time, dude. <laughs> or like, what if I just was Could going I around the that? corner and just was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I dude, I, I feel like I'm kind of crazy because I think about it quite often. Too much. Dude, like, to the point where it's like, like, I'm not gonna, obviously not going to do it, but like, yeah, how funny like would that be though, dude? Just fucking like driving through the mountains and you're just going to, yeah. Just have a little brain twitch. This is a little brain. remember
1: at. speaking of driving off a mountain, <clears throat> Ryan and I we hiked up the side of hood and biked down and he had a road bike. And at one point <laughs> yeah. I'm following behind him. And he, this is like a cliff <laughs> on one side and I was on like a mountain bike and I'm behind him and he goes off the side of the <laughs> cliff on his bike. Off the side. On like, a road the bike, dude. <laughs> got so smoked. Dude, I got fucking,
2: <laughs> dude, I also went over the handlebars at one point too. Uh Yeah, you got smoked something. twice. I got smoked a couple times, dude. That was fun. Yeah. That was a good day.
1: Dude. <laughs> ran my bike
3: with no handle
1: on. i remember you were about ten foot if you would have went off the the cliff at like a ten foot difference you would have got impaled
2: oh dude yeah i because there were Damn. fucking logs and shit like and i was yeah. cooking dude i was fucking <laughs> dude i was i was fucking i was stir frying the fuck out of those trails dude i was cooking it makes me think of uh have you guys seen r v with um uh oh god what's the we're gonna say actor? this again dude Ice Cube Robin Williams <clears throat> no, I'm joking cause you said someone said a few episodes ago uh RV with fucking Ice Cube and that's oh, definitely that's an not- RV there yeah, yeah exactly yeah, uh, yeah I've no, seen no, RV, just with RV with Robin Williams yeah
0: when
3: he like ends up on the bike and he's like in the forest and he act- he goes like hella fast on the bike um, down a hill and then I think he r- rides into the lake or some shit I, don't I, know. But I feel
2: like I do remember that's this. what it just reminded me of anyway <laughs> Um, sorry. Yeah, no, that's funny. Um, anyway, fucking back to SSRIs and boning, dude. Siri, <laughs> yeah.
1: let's go to back to SSRIs. Wait, what are <laughs> you saying? Siri, sorry. sorry, get it? Sorry.
0: SSRI. Oh, yeah.
2: Siri, Siri, <laughs> Yeah. Uh. So anyway, yeah. I mean, it it can make it just because of the like emotional bluntness, which is basically just like the like emotional like neutrality of like your it it, it doesn't really it it makes you like not feel as depressed but also doesn't make you feel like as happy at the same time and it's just kind of like a a big sad uh so so, yeah it you just just become emotionally numb and part of that also is affected your you know affects your you know sexual arousal and stuff and so it's part it's not only that like you don't, you can't like really get it up as a guy or something like that. Or if you're a girl, like you have vaginal dryness, it's just like the fact that like you don't even really like want you, like, you don't even seek out like sex. And yeah,
1: it just lowers your libido. Yeah. And then
2: even if you well, do, well, that's for
1: some also. Got to mention that this isn't everybody. That no,
2: does sex affects, like, it's like, uh, no. so okay, so I have some, I have some stuff about that. Uh, so. Uh, A meta-analysis of more than 14,000 people found that a diagnosis of depression carries a 50% to 70% risk for developing sexual dysfunction.
1: That's a big number. Yeah,
2: dude. It's a fucking pretty big number. So it's not all people, but it's half to most people in this particular uh, analysis. Yeah. And so the risk was slightly increased in people who were taking antidepressants, 71% versus 65% in people who were not being treated uh Mm -hmm. so
1: oh i see yeah okay yeah um so So that was just depression is 50 to 70 percent of people have sexual dysfunction but the people who are taking antidepressants have it even worse correct yeah
2: by uh anywhere from you know 10 to uh or 15 to like 20 percent cool so Mm -hmm. yeah pretty pretty crazy i mean those are some fucking big numbers dude like yeah, that's that's, a, that's essentially most people. That's the majority of people who are taking SSRIs are having these side effects,
3: which is crazy. Well, yeah, I think part of it, again, is I think there's a huge thing with like how complex the orgasm is and then also how complex depression is. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like it, it's, oh, it's going to be really, really hard to make any kind of conclusions because there's so much going on and what dictates if someone's going to have an orgasm or not, and then also what dictates if someone has depression or not. There's so much going on
2: right? brain-wise. Brain well, I was going to say, in your dosage as well, of like how much you're taking of any of these drugs. Yeah. And your tolerance level probably as well. And um, Yeah,
1: the dick isn't the only thing that dictates if you're going to have an orgasm. <laughs> True.
2: Yeah, so one of the things that you can do, though, if you are experiencing any of these side effects is people say like, If, you know, let's say you have, like, a partner, like, uh, and you guys are, like, you know, you usually have a time where you're going to have sex, like, if you're both working in the morning or whatever, like, you know, and then you hang out at night, maybe, maybe get the bone in later. Like, they say if you take your medication in the morning, it will help with being able, like, to, like, have sex and maybe orgasm better later, um, or orgasm at all. Um, If you, if you do take it in the morning and then bone at night. That's interesting. So, that is interesting. Yeah, because I,
3: I just am surprised due to the fact that the drug is um, recommended to be taking you're know, taken every day, right? Because it needs it can take up to six weeks for it to take effect. Right. But then also it's this idea of like trying to continue on, um, essentially that making it to where the, this inhibition of the reuptake is always happening, so that the serotonin is always in there. So it makes me I'm just surprised that the, the different time that you could take it would have much of an effect right um but i you know i don't people
1: are doing it yeah
3: if it it. works for some then that's awesome yeah that's a good recommendation
2: yeah i mean some people say that it works for them some people don't everybody's different and it also depends on your libido before you were taking ssris and there's so many things that go into it that it makes it a hard thing to really like say like this is factual and stuff like that you know it's it's very uh subjective
3: right yeah that's what i'm saying is is, uh, sex and depression are probably like one of the two biggest like highly complicated things that it's hard to know right is affecting the one thing or the other you know and magnets yeah what do they do yeah how How the fuck
1: do those work dude don't know
3: Mm. uh (laughs) Uh anyway. there's some people are probably never going to get that reference, and they're going to keep thinking that oh, they have a scientist on their team. How are they not like they don't know how magnets work? Like, Fucking no, does, does not know. know. Can't he just explain? We're, we're
1: it? closer to figuring out how depression works than magnets, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Yep <laughs> it's the it's the greatest mystery of all. Magnets are magic. All right.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so so is LSD. <laughs> True.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay anyway uh so some doctors uh will, to counteract the some of the negative side effects and stuff uh, will add a second medication they will make you you know they'll keep you on your ssri but then will also sometimes prescribe um well butrin uh, which is an ndri which is uh what isn't that's a something something dopamine reuptake inhibitor what does the n stand yeah, and- for
3: nor adrenaline. Yeah, probably, I think, I think yeah. or
2: norepinephrine or something. I don't know any about
3: that's the same thing.
2: Oh uh, is it? Okay. Sick.
3: Adrenaline and epinephrine are interchangeable words.
1: Nice. Well, why not just have one?
3: True. Uh, it comes down to again the god darn god darn uh, English, Americans English changing language. things up. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, because like <clears throat> when it's science it really fucking sucks that we have things like Fahrenheit. And you know what's hilarious is that it working in science we don't use uh, the American stuff or whatever metric. Fuck. Wait. So it's all it's all Celsius. It's all grams. You know what I
2: mean? Oh, yeah. true. That's a good point. I only deal in grams. No, I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Micrograms. No, I'm saying. Oh, He's a hot boy. i hot boy. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Uh, some doctors will prescribe other medications and stuff to help you with, uh, you know, some of your negative, negative side effects, and some people say it works, some people say it doesn't, and, you know, again, it, the whole subjective conversation can last for, you know, hours, subjectively.
3: Or days. And isn't Welbutrin um, that drug that we mentioned? Uh, there's now a new drug where it's Welbutrin plus yeah DXM. Correct. I believe so.
1: It's supposed to be highly efficient. Yeah, yeah,
3: which is, again, so DXM being effective for depression and ketamine being effective for depression and tineptine uh, being effective for depression. That's all, all coming down to that glutamate hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. The NMDA receptors, if they're inhibited or, you know, uh, deactivated, right? Right. That they can be effective in relieving depression um, in people. And so, um, yeah, again, going going into just saying that it's not all serotonin.
2: Yep, it's just a hypothesis. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's it's a hypothesis because then when it doesn't it's when it's not accurate everyone just sighs. Motherfucking hot, buddy. <laughs> 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 dude, I can't yeah. stop doing it, dude. It's well, a I mean, fucking, it's a good way to yeah, break dirt. the bad joke. that <laughs> silence Dude, I'm gonna start going. I'm gonna start doing open mics and just saying just fucking stupid shit, just and then just jokes. start saying that where no one's gonna understand it, and I'm just gonna bomb every time. I'm just gonna go up there and be like, that clothes town' is right am i right <laughs> i'm a
1: fucking hot boy <laughs> <laughs> i was just like what the fuck dude <laughs> that's going to
3: kill
2: dude everyone starts throwing their fries at you <laughs> dude hell yeah dude nice. <laughs> anyway uh so one of the other things that i read that were pretty interesting uh the in- effect on dental implants so apparently ssris decrease the regulation of bone metabolism and bone density and so studies have shown that people who take SSRIs are four times more likely to, uh, for their dental implants to fail. And wow. uh, you are also more susceptible to cavities and tooth decay because SSRIs dry your mouth out. So when you're on SSRIs, maybe try to stay hydrated and, you know, maybe, yeah, just do whatever you can to stay hydrated. And so you don't let your mouth dry out so you don't get more cavities and stuff. And, uh, this is, yeah, a fun... I remember
1: that being a side effect, the dry mouth along with bruxism.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it really seems to dry people up. so this is a fun thought i had which might be uh controversial some people might get upset at this uh so trigger warning uh so i thought it would be uh this is a fun thought it's kind of funny that uh if you're taking ssris because maybe you're depressed about like you have missing teeth or something like that because maybe you've been smoking meth or something or like i don't know you fell on a bike and you knocked some of your teeth out and you're like man i'm so depressed like i can't afford to like get new teeth and then you're like you're taking ssris and then you finally like save enough enough money to get like implants and then they don't work because you're taking ssris and so it's just like this fucking feedback loop of just depression and sadness And i thought that was kind yeah, of that funny yeah that
1: was a real funny thought yeah <laughs> well the thing really is funny. actually you know <laughs> you could go into
3: a conspiracy with that and say that that's a loop that they planned out so that um, yeah. you could just keep buying shit you just keep paying pay- uh, paying for more implants and then you don't realize that the SSRIs that your other doctor is prescribing you, um, is causing them to decay or yeah. break down. Exactly. And then you're just
1: giving money, 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 money. We all know about my dentists or scam conspiracy.
2: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was a fun thought I had. I figured I'd share that with the world. So it was kind of funny, funny, fun thought. Yeah. I thought it was fun. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, so this is another fucking interesting <laughs> very hot take that I didn't come up with this uh, and it's kind of a fucking wild take but uh so you guys know who Tucker Carlson is the fucking dude from Fox News yeah I wish I didn't yeah I, I also <laughs> wish I didn't so this dude and a representative Marjorie Taylor Greens uh, yeah. said SSRIs are the reason for the uptick in school shootings yeah. Which is a well, fucking Fox News thing to say.
1: I bet she wears her pants up to her nipples, dude.
3: <laughs> I, bet, I bet she does. I bet she does. Well, and actually, so... Ugh, I don't want
2: really to get political, but fuck her. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to say anything offensive, but that lady's a cunt. <laughs> yeah, well, so she is society, yeah. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't are. listen to anything that they
3: ever say. No. But, however, there is evidence, I believe with um, Columbine and the, the two uh, students that were involved in that. yeah. Um, well, but, I know there was many more people involved, but I, I guess right. what I mean is the perpetrators. Um, and I think that they were taking SSRIs.
2: Yeah. Um, well, it's actually shown with a lot of school shooters. Not a lot of school shooters, but there are some school shooters that were proven that they were taking SSRIs. And one of the things that, that you know they're trying to say is making you know leading this argument is that people that are taking SSRIs are more likely to be you know uh to maybe want to kill themselves not like all people but like that is a thing and so they're saying like oh if you want to kill yourself like what's what's stopping you from killing other people and stuff like that in the meantime which is like not the most wild conspiracy but like at the same time it's just like if you're depressed and you're like in that state of depression, you're probably going to be more interested in killing yourself rather than trying to take it out on others. Yeah. But I don't know. Cause I've like a lot of depression is a lot of like self loathing and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, just being sad about yourself and all your shit. And it's not really like, I mean, it can be influenced by bullying and all that sort of stuff, but I don't know. I guess it depends on your situation.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, is we've noticed that it doesn't actually increase, like, violence in people. Right, exactly. Hostility and stuff like that. And so...
1: Well, some tend to say that it does. Yeah, I, I and, was it can, and it that. can
3: increase agitation and stuff. But oh, maybe right. that's to say that's not any more uh, severe than someone just withdrawing from nicotine and right. being yeah. irritable. Um, but, you, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, suicide piece because that's something that is really... Um, Interesting. When I was reading about it's really the the uh, increased suicidal ideation when people start taking the drug is something that's only really seen in adolescents and teens. Yes, um, and not so much in adults or seniors uh, who um, start taking this medication or these types of medications. Which is interesting because it's it just makes me wonder. Like, is that are these people who are saying that they're suicidal or that are you know attempting suicide? when taking these drugs, is it just mostly because of, uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Is it because the drug is actually doing something that's causing them to want to, or is it just partially because they're still so young and kind of with decision-making, they don't have the ability to sort of think in the future of what, you know, do I want to be 50 years old? They're just so involved in the moment that, you know, they, they are gonna kill themselves, or they're gonna try to.
1: Well, yeah. uh, I know my girlfriend was saying they taught her in nursing school was the risk of antidepressants and depress uh, and suicide is that maybe that person has <clears throat> the desire to kill themselves, but no energy, no like actual willingness to do anything about it, yep. and then the SSRI actually makes them feel better and good enough and have enough energy to actually just do it.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right, and one of the yeah, I, I but didn't, it's
3: interesting that that's not seen in adults sorry
0: right no, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah,
3: you're good because it just does it makes you wonder like is that really what they're doing then because it, right. if it's improving mood in people who are depressed as adults but then the adult doesn't want to kill themselves
1: i would say adults typically not to like to kind of they just have more time to think about they've thought about these things a lot more maybe have a lot uh, uh, a better understanding of Like suicide being selfish and maybe just have more realization of their actions and more life experience. Adolescents are very impulsive and are more driven to just, yeah, act out of impulsivity than an adult would be. True, obviously. Yeah.
2: One of the numbers that I read that I don't know how accurate this is, so don't quote me on this actual number. And I don't know if this is the actual number or not, but it was pretty high. Like, Of the amount of people who are taking SSRIs and within the first few weeks start feeling like suicidal, and uh, it's like thirty percent. Like it's a, I don't know if that's the actual number or not. I'm fairly certain it is, but I could be wrong. And it also, you know, could have been an article that wasn't extremely accurate. Um, Could have been just a study that they did. I don't know. So, but it it was it was a pretty high number. Like you know, it it, wasn't like a huge number, but I think it was around thirty percent. Damn. Yeah,
3: as we as we mentioned in previous episodes, just again for people that aren't uh, used to hearing statistics and numbers like that, it's something you should not just take as like proof. Exactly. Uh, when hearing thirty percent, um, right, and that's why I'm glad you mentioned it being who
1: knows if it's really accurate or not.
3: Yeah. Um, but again, it's nice. It's a good number to know and to think of and to consider. Um,
1: Everyone's environment's different too. Like, yeah,
3: yeah, uh, and again, a lot of this data gets. You know uh acquired from surveys, yeah, that exactly. people are filling out, and there's a lot of psychology and different you know stuff to show that surveys are not a really good or effective way of gathering data, specifically behavioral data right about how someone feels, because someone you know when they have all these different options, they may be checking off stuff that they don't actually really uh feel right or, or just trolling. Yeah, exactly. And so it's hard to, when you see these numbers, really take it for, like, fact. And and no one should ever take it for fact is what I'm getting at. So, anyway. yeah.
1: Any kind of statistics. I've been saying this anything. since the inception <laughs> yeah. of our podcast is anytime we're reading statistics, always know that statistics are, by design, flawed.
2: Yeah, that's why I didn't even, <laughs> like, write it down because I was just like, yeah, it's, like, just one of those fucking numbers that, you know, kind of doesn't really mean anything. Like, yeah. it does, but it doesn't at the same time, you know? Uh, yeah. so anyway, one of the things I do want to go back to the whole fucking school shootings thing. Uh, one of the people that I mentioned that had this whole theory, the Marjorie Taylor Greene. If anyone doesn't know who that is, uh, she's a uh, House representative, and also uh, according to her, she's telling people that she is one of the the top candidates to be Trump's vice president in twenty twenty four. Just, uh, my terrifying. opinion on her
1: completely changed. I support Marjorie Taylor Green. Oh my god! Um, I think if you don't, you're a MT, piece of shit. MTG, bro. <laughs> MTG twenty twenty four. Come on, let's go, Brandon. DJT MTG. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all some motherfucking <laughs> hot boys. <buddies. laughs> <laughs> uh, no, dude, I'm fuck that, re- dude. Eat. Fuck
2: her. Fuck Trump. <laughs> fuck fucking. All those people, dude.
1: Dude, fuck any politician,
2: dude. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, so, we got like
3: uh what about no, ten months. Yep. Till we start listening to all this again.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Anyway. I don't want to talk about this.
2: <laughs> I just figured I'd mention it just to give people a fucking heads up on situation at nightmare, hand. nightmare, nightmare. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's a true nightmare flip, dude. <laughs> <Some> <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Dude, exactly. Uh Anyway, so. Uh, in my opinion, it's not necessarily SSRIs that are causing more school shootings and more, you know, of these issues. I feel like it's more of the faster living and you know just general stress that we have to deal with as, especially our generation of growing up in this constant terror of like global warming and like world war and like all this fucking shit. Like it, like stress and depression are at a fucking all time high. Even though yep. like people say they're like, oh, the Great Depression and stuff like that, like. Yeah, there was a Great Depression at that point in the 20s, uh, in the 1920s. But, dude, like, fucking rent is crazy high. Fucking weight, living wages are not that high compared to how much rent is. Information is readily
1: available, but also, like, skewed and fucking uh, biased. And so it's like no information is real information anymore. Yeah. It's just everything we have to deal with in our lifetime is just fucking annoying.
2: Dude, yeah. it's And it's stressful as fuck to just constantly hear... Oh, if we don't do this in the next, you know, few years, like human fucking like man, like all mankind could, you know, be extinct and all of this stuff, like all these, yeah, like the mass extinction stuff that people talk about. And it's very stressful to like hear. And it's like, it's hard to like unplug from that because it's like, you can't, it's, you kind of can't because it's like, this is literally our livelihood. And like everyone that comes after us is like, you know, we may only have another couple generations until we're fucking gonzoed.
1: My anxiety <clears throat> got unlocked as a teenager when my stepbrother showed me conspiracy theories about FEMA camps in California uh, and like 9-11 conspiracies and shit like that. Yeah. And then I started looking into conspiracy theories and doing all that. And uh, some of them are pretty convincing. But I mean, a lot of them I was able to, even as a kid, just be like, OK, these are clearly fake. Like a lot of this is just, you know, protocol or whatever. But um, fuck it, dude. It's just, it, And then now that stuff's very common. It's not on weird corners of the internet it's the news putting this shit out now so mm-hmm, yeah. so now more people have to see it that weren't going to be subjected to it before and it's highly anxiety inducing
3: yeah so it it's a trip that you bring that up because i you just reminded me of one of the things that really did uh increase my anxiety at probably too young of an age that i wish i could have stayed ignorant is bliss right type of thing because yeah. it was uh a family friend of ours Son, who is now not with us anymore, um, he explained to me when I was probably in like first grade that <laughs> uh, global warming essentially that, that, that the ozone layer is, you know, falling apart and you know, the, the earth is heating up. And man, I will tell you, that gave me nightmares. It gave it made me f- like fearful for a long time just that in the next, like, or in my lifetime, we're all just gonna burn up and die. Yeah. Um, but then also, my mom explaining to me that. Uh, she used the word desperate and that people can be so desperate that they could siphon your gas in the middle of the night. And that just made me so damn scared all the time that there yeah. could be people walking around around your house fucking with your shit just because they are desperate um, or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm just mentioning like that one of the things that's weird about that is like I said earlier in the beginning of this episode, I was put on Prozac in fifth grade um, because I started showing potential symptoms of depression. And do I think that it was depression? No. A lot of it, I think, was uh, sort of attention-seeking behavior Mm -hmm. in a form that could have been looked at as like, oh, well, if we don't give him some kind of something, then uh, maybe something major will happen. This kid could kill himself, right? Like that kind of thing. So then they're like, oh, here you go. Here's meds. But anyway, just mentioning that, that's where I feel like uh, uh, nowadays, kids are very subjected at a really early age to the world's issues and I think there was a time where people were very kind sort of that ignorant is bliss type of thing you know you could walk outside and um, you know maybe people talked about the, the nukes or whatever once in a great while but then um, you know, you never see, saw anything happen, and you didn't get drafted into a war, and so yeah, uh, you were able to open up your business well, with your wife. And- those
1: people aren't all disappeared. Like, look <clears throat> when right. Trump, when Trump was president, everyone's like he's not a crook. <laughs> it's like after his presidency, all this shit coming out. Well, even mid presidency, when people tried to come out with all this shit, and people be like, nah, bro, that's lie. That's that's left media lies. And it's still now to this day, people are still going to vote for him, but it's yeah. people still think he's just an innocent little old man.
3: Yeah, and I'll say it to this day. I still sometimes wish that I could be the whole like dumb, ignorant is bliss type of thing because truly it is bliss. Yeah, yeah. when you don't have the ability to realize the effect you have on other people.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly.
3: Like, if you could just be stupid, that's part of the beauty
2: of being stupid is that you just get to be stupid.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: exactly. But anyway, and I think that's well, that's part of a lot of the problem is because that's how fucking idiots like trump and shit get elected is because all these people are fucking ignorant and stupid and just are sort of like yeah fucking he's a businessman we wouldn't need a real businessman as our leader and just don't look he's into actual part of he's part logic. of my
1: church he's part of my church he's part of my political church uh yeah. whatever the fuck side of that might be but yeah it's just people not thinking with logic just being like he's on our side guys yeah well,
3: yeah, and I, I, speaking of the MGT lady, I just wanted to, like, bring up something because I remembered that she said some very outlandish stuff. Um, it's M- and, uh, MTG, by the way. Oh, oh yeah, MGMT. Right. Damn. <laughs> oh, my <MTG>. God. <laughs> I can't even say her little acronym name. Um, well, anyway, so she's, like, super anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ or whatever, and yeah. she says that uh, the Equality Act that everyone is, you know, pushing for um, is essentially against the the god's will um and that there is only male and female and that you need to trust the science um <laughs> so anyway just wanted to mention that that's by 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 slight uh hoping to change people's views if they if people are listening to this podcast and planning on voting in uh november that's yeah. my my
2: effect on you she's a real piece of shit dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah Make your own decisions, but you know, yeah. Fuck her. Oh, absolutely, dude. Um, yeah. No, you said it fucking great, dude. Yeah, I mean, fucking. It's just yeah. We're we're in this crazy time, and there's a lot of crazy people that are you know in these higher up roles in politics that are, you know, have a lot of influence over a lot of people, and it sucks because you know. Well, I mean, like free speech is great and all that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I do agree with free speech and all that, but like. When you're spreading complete misinformation and shit that is non-relevant and also inaccurate to a fucking mass amount of people, it's kind of scary to think about. It's really scary. And I think
3: that we, we saw a huge surge in antidepressant um, medications being prescribed during uh, Trump's presidency. Yeah. And I think a lot of that came came down to so many more people were glued to the news than they ever had been in the past because now the news was like super intense and uh, you know was attention grabbing. No matter who you were, you could be someone who never even watched the news. And once you know during those four years, if you were an American, not even an American, other people in the other parts of the world were watching our yeah. news and being subjected to like the intensity yeah. of that. Of just his stuff, but also the stuff that was going on during that time. We had COVID, right? And the COVID obviously made
2: antidepressant medications go up big time as well. Yeah, Dude, imagine (laughs) fucking living in another country like the UK or like fucking Germany or wherever. And there's a fucking orange on TV that's just like...
1: We're gonna build a wall, and we're gonna make Mexico pay for it.
2: Like, dude, fucking. Let's stop talking about. Literally, the annoying orange.
1: We'll talk about it in ten months.
2: Yeah, true. All right, yeah, <laughs> I, dude. This, this episode took a fucking real turn of just yeah. depression. I,
1: I thought about going in more about the news, and I was like, yeah. Oh,
3: well, no, I think that yeah. at the end of the day, it's a good picture to paint that um, the politics and the news has so much of an effect on people's mood. Um, that people might not even realize that they're subjecting themselves to something that is now making them go to their doctor and get prescribed something. Like, they they might not even put two and two together that now they had to start Zoloft uh, or Prozac, and they continue to open Reddit up every day on the news section.
1: is the news funded by pharmaceutical... Well, I mean, it it probably is in some degrees, but I wonder if it's, like, Prozac and Zoloft are funding, like... Paying the news to run articles that are more fear mongering in it's order probably, to get more profits.
2: I would say so. It's yeah. Probably yeah. just like fucking Coca-Cola and shit with uh sugar mm-hmm. and the fucking diabetes and all that and obesity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh anyway. Uh so let's just fucking move on from this because this is real depressing and I'm gonna need to start taking SSRIs now. So yeah. Uh, (laughs) so we were talking about
1: antidepressants could get depressing
2: (laughs) dude yeah seriously so uh let's move on to some fun facts dude so the following things i'm gonna say are fun facts i'm not gonna say fun fact at the end of this (laughs) okay (laughs) just to clear the air (laughs) from from past arguments where (laughs) raven (laughs) thinks fun fact should be added at the end
1: (laughs) okay just like i think dollar sign should be put at the end because guess what I realized today percent sign is put at the end of a number. So why is the dollar sign put before? This is something I was thinking about earlier where like the English language is fucking stupid. In that same fact, dollar sign is put before the number.
2: I mean and you, do have, a, you after. do have a point. Do you have a point but say it looks 15% so 15% f-
1: and so the I would always put the dollar sign after the number cuz it's 15 dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And you say 15%. You don't say percent 15, <laughs> well, right? It, it's and like, also
2: in other countries where it's like 15 euros or whatever, they put the euro after the sign after the number. And yeah. it makes it does make sense, but when you put a dollar sign in there it looks fucking wonky, dude.
3: <laughs> well, it's just Americans are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speak for yourself, but... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) especially us. Uh, (laughs) None of this is medical
2: advice. (laughs) Mike is a motherfucking hot boy. (laughs) Anyway, so fun facts. uh, antidepressants work better than sugar pills only 15% of the time. Interesting, because when I was put on
3: Prozac in fifth grade, three months later, I was feeling a lot better, right? I was like, no more uh, bitching and complaining. And um, (laughs) my mom ended up bringing me into the kitchen one time. I remember this very well because it was such a trip to me. Uh, She comes, uh, she brings me in. She goes, hey, so you're feeling better, right? You've been feeling better the past few months. And I was like, yeah. And she grabs the bottle of Prozac and she's like, "Um, I just want to let you know. She's like, please don't get upset uh, that I replaced these with sugar the first day that you got them. You haven't been taking Prozac at all. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, no way. I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. Like this shit. Actually, I truly felt better. I was telling her that I was ready to stop taking them. Wow. Um, that I felt like I was, you know, moving on and whatnot. And she uh, was just like, huh, I got you. And <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him, dude. <laughs> I love my mom for that. And I have told other yeah, people that's this. Hilarious. And they're, they're like, kind of taken aback. Like, oh, what a, like almost like kind of a bad mom choice potentially.
1: Like what yeah. were you thinking? And and they no were like, surprised, dude. No, your mom, cool.
2: is, your mom's the original supervillain, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I think it's the opposite. I think
1: I think that lone experience is what has made you so critical of things like placebo. Yeah, yeah, true. No,
3: absolutely. No, it really did help at such a young age to be shown something like that because um, it did give me the ability to realize, like, okay, well, maybe my depression was not some chemical thing that required medication. Yeah, maybe it was uh, just normal being a fifth grader in today's days. You know, two thousands shit's tough.
2: Your mom was smarter than a fifth grader, dude. I could say so. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. No, it it is interesting though that that you know, uh, SS that SSRI is fucking only work better than sugar pills fifteen percent of the time. You'd think if this was such like a you think since this is such a mass prescribed thing throughout. The world, you know, not not like let alone the United States, but like the world, uh, that you would think that they would work better.
1: Well, as I said, eighty percent of the uh, the things the research has been done by by scientists who are being paid off. Mm. But yeah, look that sure. up for yourself. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And again,
3: sugar itself could even be considered an antidepressant in a way that you know, if you are someone who's lacking. Uh, uh, what, what, what am I
1: trying to say? Dopamine and caffeine. Yeah, exactly. Caffeine, like, like sugar
3: can be them. helpful for people that um just are not uh, feeling very good in the moment. You yeah, know what I mean, like here you go. You give someone sugar and bang, someone's
1: crying. Going. You buy them a chocolate. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. And or when they're menstruating,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you get them a Prozac. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Box of chocolates and a bottle of protein. <laughs> a fucking couple of roses. Here you dude? go. <laughs> no. Anyway. Yeah, no roses. God. Why, why not roses? What, are you trying to have yeah, sex? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm not trying to orgasm, obviously. What if it's
1: your cousin? Oh, God.
2: <laughs> no comment. <laughs> 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 fucking hot boy. <laughs> so, anyway, another fun fact. Uh there was another study done that showed that Lexapro was equally as effective as meditation, which That's makes absolute say, really. sense.
1: Yep. 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 Wow. Eastern medicine is amazing.
2: Yeah, dude, for sure. I think like
3: um what's really cool about meditation and even prayer that I'm surprised by, but it's shown. Uh, that they're both highly effective at even reducing certain uh, symptoms of diseases. And so, like, mindfulness is something that's being studied a lot at looking at, like, okay, could you actually replace just mindfulness training techniques, or replace, you know, SSRIs or different treatments for different diseases or disorders with uh, mindfulness techniques. That's what I was saying earlier. I think it's dope.
1: Uh, I've read that even just journaling, getting your thoughts down on paper— of, of like how your day went is so effective for depression
2: yeah yeah dude i it's agree crazy. I, I i whip out my journal every time i get home from work and i'm just like today sucked probably and gonna you kill write myself. Down
1: a list of names yeah <laughs> 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 i
2: keep it in my school locker <laughs> just kidding uh don't okay, don't yuck. don't do that <laughs> don't
1: well, fucking hot <laughs> yeah
2: don't 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 do that guys if you're gonna go home and make a,
1: make <laughs> a, journal. a
2: journal uh make it a positive <laughs> journal hopefully yeah or you know journal. write down
1: names of people who positively influenced you throughout
2: the day yeah <laughs> so, so you can't use the death note what what the death note That sounds familiar, but what is that again?
3: That's an anime. Yeah, it's an anime about this book that you can write someone's name in. And essentially, you are selling yourself to this demon, I I believe. Um, And the demon allows... uh, If you write stuff in this book, the demon will make this person die from Mm. a natural disaster. Or whatever you write, they'll die from. Cool. But you're now, like... Uh, linked with the demon for the rest
2: of your life cool. so. alright let me jot really. this down really quick <laughs> Micah gets fucking <laughs> brutally murdered by a fucking squirrel that has a giant penis
0: <laughs> Ooh. holy shit what is that
2: <laughs> pew 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 pew, pew. She just starts knocking on that window the squirrel. and then a bunch
3: of squirrels just come up <laughs> you mucked at the squirrels Fuck it. Yeah. Micah
2: loses his eyesight because of a fucking squirrel cum so that was a fun fact. <laughs> damn it. I fucking said fun fact yeah, at the end. God damn say, it, dude. Say that. Bullshit. Is that the... the that, that was the end of your... No, I got one more fun fact. Uh, weight gain is linked to long-term use of SSRIs. We talked about
1: this. We talked about
2: this. I know. I just wanted to... It's a, it's a fun fact, dude.
1: That is not a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what if you're fucking
2: skinny as fuck and you're trying to gain weight, dude? We talked about this
1: 20 minutes ago. I yeah,
2: know. I mean,
3: like, I get that. So, um... I just forgot. Yeah, Micah about it, said dude. he was
1: excited because he was a twink. He was a hetero twink, <laughs> and he was stoked to get on SSRIs <laughs> to put on some uh, to put on some mass. You know, yep. See, he was on that alpha grind set. Didn't want to be a hetero twink anymore.
2: <laughs> Fucking hot boy. <buddy. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's a wrap on my section.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> let's. Uh, yeah, I want to reiterate on the harm reduction side. Do not take MDMA if you are on SSRIs. I think um, there's something uh, with MAOI. So right in SSRIs, they have interactions that aren't pleasant. Well, right. yeah,
3: so yeah, monoamine oxidase inhibitors, if you are taking them, whether it is uh, when you're going to go down and do an ayahuasca retreat, um, whether it's another MAOA uh, antidepressant, which is unlikely that your doctor is going to be giving you MAOI plus SSRI, that'd be very stupid. <laughs> But again, just uh consider the different things. Uh grapefruit juice. Yeah, I was has, say grapefruit uh, MAOI. And so uh be, you know, hesitant. And actually I think so with these drugs, their labels will likely say things like, uh, you know, do not drink grapefruit juice uh, when taking this drug. Right. Uh so yeah, the MAOI. and then even um I would say just uh psychedelics in general, serotonergic psychedelics. The even though the um know, effects are different from MDMA. They are still similar in being that, you know, LSD and psilocybin are serotonin agonists. So they activate serotonin. And um, these SSRIs are uh, making serotonin
1: hang out. Puddle up.
3: Yeah. So just again, I think mixing any kind of serotonergic substances with these drugs are not a good idea. Uh, They can actually be fatal uh, for some. So just keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. And secondly, I want to mention that everything we mentioned today is supposed to just be uh, not advice, but just something to think critically of if you are someone that is looking into getting onto one of these medications, or perhaps uh, you are on one of these medications and don't understand the full risks or the, the just the full um, science behind them and how they work and the, the essentially efficacy of them. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just something to think critically about and not take as medical advice. Uh, just definitely, we say this a lot, but... Do your own research with these things, yep. as Micah said, talk to your doctor. Don't have a one time conversation with her, just like SSRIs, like that is not the right answer. Um, something I mentioned earlier, uh, definitely try to look into things like your caffeine consumption, uh, y- your sleep uh, if you're not getting enough sleep, s- certain aspects of your life that could be making you feel depression like symptoms or anxiety like symptoms that might not need chemical uh, intervention. Um, you can. Kind of the things we talked about do do things like meditation um, and uh, yeah change your change your behaviors th- that those kinds of ways before getting on a chemical and those things can help out a ton yeah, yeah and yep, also
2: uh, I was just gonna say like uh, if if you like. Hopefully this helps you just like gain maybe some insight as well, and like if your partner is taking SSRIs or like a family member is taking SSRIs, or if like maybe your partner is a family member and they're taking SSRIs, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) just to maybe just like (laughs) no, um, just to you know maybe try to get more insight on you know maybe what they're going through and maybe try to just be a little more understanding to. How they feel and stuff, and uh, you know, obviously, try to be more understanding how people feel in general, but especially if you know someone's taking an antidepressant, especially an
1: SSRI. And- Depression is one of the most complicated things that humans have to deal with, and yeah, as we also said, all of these things we talked about might not be true. Not a single thing that we talked about today might not be true for somebody taking an SSRI, like, yeah, it is so dependent on just who you are and what you're going through,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: And
3: my last recommendation that I would say is I know we mentioned meditation is helpful, but the first thing that you should do, in my opinion, uh, if you are feeling depressed and you are considering getting on medication is to evaluate if you are exercising at all. Right. If you're moving your body and just working a 40 hour a week job is not exercising. Um, Need
1: those endorphins.
3: Yeah. Well, no. Anandamide. Remember?
1: Yep. I remember. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hot
3: boy. <laughs> no, yeah, um, but yeah should. just that so I loved but the, the, when I went to my physician once and asked about potentially getting on medication um, for how I was feeling during college uh, she asked me she goes Micah how much are you exercising right now and I was like none you know I'm biking to work that's it she's like okay uh, she's like how about you start like a routine of some kind you know workout routine or whatever and do it consistently for two months and then we can r- talk again and I was like that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I was like, that's what a, right. that was a really good thing. You know, uh, so I just I kind of say that to people all the time. When I I've had friends ask me, "Oh, should I start doing ketamine therapy? Spending ten grand every few months on this therapy?" And I'll say, "Well, how much are you actually?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? and then obviously, and if you're not
3: disabled, like physically disabled, then in a way, you kind of have no excuse. To but not move your body a little bit. Yeah.
1: Depression is it can be so severe, and I'd struggle with this too, where it's impossible to get out of bed. And obviously, yeah. then it's like it takes some sort of intervention. Even just having someone there to come drag you out of bed and be like, "We're going out for a walk or something." Yeah, like, yeah. having someone there for you, like always, reach out to people if you're feeling depressed. Um, yep. You're definitely not in it alone. It's one of it, it is the most common mental disorder in the world is depression and Mm -hmm. i'm sure you ask three people two of them are gonna be like oh yeah dude i've definitely been depressed and we'll help you through it you know you're not alone in this world definitely reach out to people around you people who love you and uh, yeah get help that way too
3: yeah and there's not just suicide hotlines out there There's actually just talk hotlines too so if you're ever just in a bad mood and you need to like talk i would say look up some of the hotlines that are uh around for even
1: on reddit
2: Mm mm-hmm yep yep Take a Zumba class, fucking do some yoga, dude. Fucking go for a walk, dude. Take a walk in the sunshine. like
1: And if you liked any of this information at all, feel free to give us $3 a month over at our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash (laughs) doc or Dr. Get Out of Cups on Patreon. Uh, We surely do appreciate everyone over there. We have, it's not just paying us, you're paying for a whole nother show. So we have a ton of content over there. I think it's up to 17 things right now and each of them are multi-hour things, so... Uh, well, not each of them. The confessions are a little bit shorter, but they're high. Uh, they're curated and amazing little ventures down a, a mysterious little road. I'm not going to explain more. They're a work of art. Yeah, definitely a work of art. They're they're worth the listen. They're worth the three dollars. Abstract so art. T- abstract <laughs> art for sure. So yeah, go check us out over there. That's Patreon.com forward slash D O O C. It's only three dollars a month. That's less than a Prozac prescription. Oh, one more uh, thing:
2: uh, if you are a female and you are taking SSRIs and you can't orgasm, maybe try taking Viagra because uh, you might be able to orgasm.
1: <laughs> that is something we talked about in the Viagra episode. Yeah, yep. uh,
2: but yep. maybe also don't take that as fact either. You could try and let us know.
1: <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> so uh, also, our Instagram is Instagram on Instagram at Drinking Out of Cups underscore podcast, where you could find all of our links. And yeah, that's about it. You guys got anything else to say?
3: Have a great week! Yeah, happy yeah. Wednesday,
1: everybody. Uh, it's Hump Day. Get your hump on.
2: Oh yeah, dude. Wait, did you say? Oh yeah, it is Wednesday. Yeah, when this comes out, I was like, well, I thought yesterday was Hump Day, but yeah. And if you want to get your hump on and you're taking Zolof, maybe take it in the morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then plan to bone out later, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. Also, fucking, we the motherfucking hot boys, dude.
1: We the more hot boys. None of this was uh, meant to be medical advice. Thank Shasta's you. Some hot <laughs>
3: Bye. There's nothing like listening to Drinking Out of Cups
0: podcast. <sniffs> nothing like it.